everybody, and welcome to the Esteemed Gentleman Podcast for Friday, May 14th. I'm your host, not in a video, Scott Labrie. Join <laughs> alongside me, as always, we have Tyler Sunt, Oakland Cold Hello. Teabag. Teabagus. Teabagus. <laughs> uh, and we have all day Eric DeShane here as well. Hello. Yeah, I'm not in a video if you're watching the video podcast because my uh, webcam decided to crap the bed on me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Bit of a bummer. That's the way she goes. <laughs> Technology to... has failed you once again, Scott. Yeah, I yeah. guess I have to buy a new one. Yeah. Yay. That's like Carly's motherboard. At least it's not a motherboard for $200. All right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So but, she goes. Uh, yeah, it is Friday. If you're listening, so happy Friday. Uh, it is time to talk about the news, but before that, let's talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Who's been playing some video games this week? I have. Go for okay. it. I finally wrapped Alien Isolation. Did I mention that in the last one? I don't think I did, eh? I finally uh, got around to finishing it. Okay. And it or not. the ending was very subpar. Mm. The meat and bones of the main hiding and doing your objectives and shit like that was so well done that the story was just mm-hmm. fell flat. It fell flat. They focused more on the gameplay, which I mean, I, I can't, uh, I can't complain about. Uh, but the, unfortunately after all that, I thought there'd be a, a pretty decent send off, but it was not. Mm-hmm. So if you're hoping for a really good story with this one, I mean the story up until the end mm-hmm. is quite good, but the ending is just no, not satisfactory. Not at all. No. I was very upset. Very upset. Doesn't hmm. pay for all the no, fear after and all suffering. The, and... the fear, the hardships, the suffering, <laughs> the sacrifices. And I'm like, I can see get. where this is ending. It's like literally like like <laughs> everybody, everybody. It's like watching Game of Thrones. You know, you like all these characters and nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're all going to die. It's like, mm. God damn it. We don't want to make the sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just shutting this down. This was a fun idea as an alternative sequel to the first one. So it's like, yeah. no, we need more. Well, at the, it kind of leaves it a possible opening for another one. Possible. Because mm-hmm. there is a little bit of light going over her face as she's floating in space. It's just like almost like a rescue boat or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's it. But that's it. Mm-hmm. I was upset. But leave it, leave it open for a possibility if there's going to be something, right? So Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, other than that, other than that, top-notch game. Mm-hmm. Genuinely scary. Very nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that way. If you want a good game to play and you'll spend a lot of time playing it. It's not one of those games where you can just, like, just rush through. Because the alien would be like, oh, he's making lots of noise. Or she's making lots of noise, so I'm just going to go ahead in one of these vents and wait for her to come up to this area and just swoop down, grab you, pull you up, and shred you. Which also right. startles you. So it's like, you know what? The door is like literally right there. I heard, I saw it on the motion detector. It's like off to the right somewhere. I'm just going to book it. And uh, even when it does kill you, it says, do not try to outrun the alien. You won't make it. It says right there after you die. <laughs> Don't even bother trying to outrun it. It will always get you. <laughs> so it's like, you have to be sneaky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm. it keeps guys like me that try to rush through things uh, from doing that. But yeah, it was mm. good. It was good. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Eric, you playing anything uh, this week? Uh, yeah, uh, in lieu of the new Resident Evil coming out here, uh, I wanted to get back into the RE spirit, so I downloaded, I bought and downloaded Resident Evil 4, and like, oh, I haven't played this thing in almost 15 years, like, I'll oh, get to it and get to play it, and 
Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a big like nostalgia trip right off the right off the hop. I'm like, oh, this game yep. brings back so many memories. But like five minutes in, I realized this game controls like shit. <laughs> I forgot how bad it is to control. <laughs> it is. It is pretty pretty rough. So I'm like, so I spent the day like after playing a bit. I'm like, I gotta find some mods or something just to make this easier for maybe on a controller it'd be better. But on a mouse and keyboard, yep. it's just garbage to look is around it? and use. Oh yeah, because. You use your mouse like a normal shooter or third person. You use your mouse to move around, right? But this one is you're stationary and you shoot, which I'm yep. fine with. But it, you're turning your mouse doesn't turn your character, and then you you want to turn the character to turn right. You move your mouse right, but you're not turning right. You're still going straight. So it's like okay, well, I'll use oh. the I'll use the the arrow, but you have to stop moving and then turn and then go. It's like yeah, this is very weird, awful controls for for a keyboard. Oh. So. Yeah, no uh, kidding. We 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 yeah. need to find a mod or something to remap the keys or something to make it better because, yeah, it's it's tough to to sit through the play. So, yeah, I, it's still it looks fantastic. It's been upgraded now to the higher resolution. It's the one on one one of one on Steam. So it's looks great. Plays yeah, looks like it can play good. Just how hopefully it's uh yeah, it can fix the controls. Yeah. yeah. So. Funny that you say that because I I also did the same thing. Um, the Resident Evil games were on like sale dirt cheap on PlayStation, so I downloaded mm-hmm. the Resident Evil remake, like the first one remake mm-hmm. that came out for GameCube, which Resident Evil Four did as well. But uh, that's that's tough because when you're shooting zombies, like you just it's all stationary angles until mm-hmm. you go to the next frame, to the next frame, and it just switches. And then like when you're shooting the zombies, you got to hit like L one, and then you stop, and then your character automatically turns to where the target is, but doesn't necessarily mean you're actually going to hit it. Yeah. And you can't even see it because it's off screen. It's like, man, how did I think that this was fun? It's mm-hmm. so frustrating because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're shooting into like nothing. But if you go into the next frame, it's like literally right there in the next mm-hmm. frame and it grabs you. And it's just like, but I'm, it's still very nostalgic. Like you said, super oh, nostalgic. Was, right away, I'm like, oh, this game. I just love it right yeah. away. Yeah. I, just, I, only, I got to the village in the very beginning of the, of the game and you fight the, the mob there and look around the farm in the back and everything else I'm like oh yeah i spent i spent so many hours in this game i just yeah. love it again so i want to yeah. keep playing it and enjoy it again yeah so yeah it's awesome yeah makes, makes me anxious to play the next one village mm-hmm. yeah every now and then i'll watch like a little snippet of a gameplay or something from village I'm like i gotta stop because i want to yeah. see this for the first time with you guys and yeah god it looks just oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh can't wait what about you scott yeah, I played a couple games actually this week. So towards the beginning of the week, um, actually I should <laughs> I should say why I played two new games. So I was originally playing NHL uh, 21, the newest one there, mm. on the weekend I believe, and I finally got my pro. We're in the we're in the playoffs. We're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and uh, the game just decided to screw me over. Like just dramatically so we were in game seven of the stanley cup finals my guy's like mvp of the whole league he's like best rookie in ages and uh so we get to game seven and right away i assist on a goal so we're up one nothing and then the yeah. thing is though you're only playing you're only controlling the one guy so once he gets off the ice then it like sims to your next simulates to your next uh shift so i sit down and as I'm sitting for a little while, it simulates, they score and tie it up the other team. I'm like, okay, well, it, it happens throughout the whole entire season. No, no big deal, whatever. <laughs> Get back on the ice, play a little bit more in, like, second period, assist on another goal. Cool, we're up 2-1. Get off the ice. 
they score again <laughs> while I'm off the ice. And I was like, hmm, okay, <laughs> okay, uh, uh-huh. all right. And then, like, third period comes. I score a goal. All right, 3-1. Three, three, we're in the third period. Just got to just hold on to this. And then uh, we're, we're going on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Get off the ice. They score while I'm off the ice with, like, only a few minutes left. <laughs> so then I'm, like, scrambling because I'm like, I don't want to go to overtime because this game's, like, notorious for fucking me over and over time. Right. And it's like, no, can't score. It's like, fuck, now we go to overtime. And we're in overtime. Okay, cool. I have a beautiful chance. It's like two on one. I pass one timer to my buddy. Open net. He whiffs on the one timer. Totally just biffs it. Uh, and then the computer grab it and they go for a breakaway and score. And I like, get eliminated from the play. So I was just like, start quick. <laughs> Delete from hard drive. And just like <laughs> a matter of like 30 seconds. It's like, boop, 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 boop. And I was like, fuck this Whoa. game. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait. Like, you rage uninstalled. Oh, Holy dude, shit. Like, I'm like, yeah. it's fine if they would have scored those three goals while I'm on the ice. And it's my fault. But like the fact that they scored... Three times while I'm off the ice, the the computer just like nah nah nah. It's like can you like actually just fucked me over for no reason? So yeah, right. Made a bad game. (laughs) The computer's like, no, we're winning too fucking bad. Yeah, Yeah. it's exactly it. Yeah. So then after my rage, I was like, I need something like fun to play. So (laughs) yeah. So I went to back to uh, Astro's Playroom, which is like the demo game that comes with the PS5. Mm -hmm. I remember playing opening day, and I'm like, this is really fun, but I never finished it. So I finished that up, and yeah, it's like four levels, and each, or four worlds, and each each has four levels, and you go around, essentially, collecting um, of the console. So like the first, first level, first world is called uh, Memory Meadows, and at the end, you're, you're supposed to get the PlayStation 1, but along the way, you're collecting puzzle pieces to like fill out a, mir- a mural in the, in the home world, as well as yeah. collecting like uh hidden artifacts which are like the old PlayStation 1 accessories and sort of thing. Uh so after you beat a world it like goes back to your little hub and then it like blows them up so they're giant. So like here's a giant PlayStation 1, here's all the giant uh artifacts and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like a cool nostalgic thing. It's like oh here's yeah. the PlayStation 1 memory card. Here's the PlayStation 1 multi-tab and the oh go <sighs> go to the PS2 level and it's like Here's the eye toy. Remember the eye toy or whatever with like playing the those games where you like it puts you on the screen and like you're fighting yep. off shit and like that. And I was like, oh, yep. yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I remember this and like uh, <laughs> it was just cool playing that. And the games is just like super fun. They made like an awesome platformer, and it's just kind of short, sweet, little get in, get out, and easy yeah. platinum too. So I got my fifth platinum. So no, mm, no big deal. No. Nice, nice. Five platinums. I don't even know if I have one platinum. I'd say I never got one in my life. No. I think the closest I came was in Fallout Four. That's the closest I came was getting mm-hmm. the platinum. The Spider-Man games are pretty easy platinums. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, after after that, uh, a cu- couple days ago, I started playing Control. Uh, because the Ultimate Edition mm-hmm. went for PlayStation Plus free on PlayStation Plus a, l- a couple mm-hmm. months back. Uh, so I started that up, and then, yeah, that's been a lot of fun, too. Cool gameplay, and it's just super weird and mysterious. Mm. Like, you're going to the the Federal of federal Bureau of Control, which seems something like, something like right out of X-Files. You go in, and, like, the whole building's, like, empty. Apparently, it's, like, on lockdown. You're going there to find your, your younger brother. 
and you're going through uh going through this this empty office building and then eventually you come across like this janitor whose name's Otty and he's like some foreign guy. <laughs> he's like yeah. direct those office that way and then you like start going to the wards of the director's office and you hear a gunshot and you go in and he's dead and he looks like he committed suicide and then you pick up the gun and all of a sudden this like white world you transport to like a white world with this inverted black pyramid in the sky and it's like starts talking to you but like it sounds like a radio like if you tune into the radio but you're off like a couple dials or something like that Uh, so it's very like garbled and it's like (laughs) but like it has subtitles so you know what it's saying it's like we are the board slash pyramid and we are going to test you to become the new director slash chosen one and blah 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 yeah and then yeah, after you become the director, and then all of a sudden, like, you leave the director's office, and all the portraits of the directors that was, were hanging in the office are now p- portraits of you. <laughs> and, yeah, you're going around, and it's just, like, total, like, weird anomaly stuff like that, and it's 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 awesome, though. Like, it, it makes you want to keep playing it, because you're like, what the hell's going on, but I want to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And the gameplay's good, too, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so awesome to, like, pick up shit like a telekinesis and throw it and stuff like that they they make that really satisfying nice yeah yeah cool cool you guys have been watching any uh uh... oh sorry go ahead oh that's okay i was just gonna say yeah yeah after i finished alien isolation i was playing resident evil i'm like ah i don't know i'm kind of getting into it but i i suck at puzzles i always have (laughs) Uh, i used to play resident evil with my brothers and they would be like hey you're going the wrong way you're you're going back (laughs) the way you just came from i'm like because I get lost so easily. And then the other one would be like, oh, so to solve this puzzle piece, you need this key. And then you got to bring this piece to that and check here. And so, like, playing it by myself, it's taking me way longer than it should be to get out of the first part of the game. And I'm like, I need to play something more linear, a little more linear. And uh, so I downloaded, because it was on sale again, was Outlast 2. I just uh, downloaded the second one. <laughs> what a, oh, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> It's got the jump scares, but they went, way more the best way to describe it is more fucked up like there's dead babies there's like Jesus. nudity there's everything it's like whole oh, what the fuck man and it warns you it says warning this game uh involves severe gore uh dismemberment like mature graphic nudity you know like all this stuff please enjoy and it's like uh-huh okay like that's weird and um yeah, so the, for the first part, actually, is probably one of the most terrifying moments in gaming that I've I've had in a really long time. So basically, you're playing uh, a reporter or a cameraman for a reporter. Uh, this girl, I can't remember her name. I'm terrible with names in video games like this. But anyway, uh, you're in a helicopter and you're looking for um, where this pregnant woman was found murdered in like this Arizona desert area that's surrounded by mountains. And uh, you're flying, and all of a sudden, this white light flashes and blinds the helicopter pilot. And, like, all these crows hit the rotor blades, so your helicopter goes down and crashes. You survive. You pick up the camera, this little camcorder, uh, which is the same style from the first game. So, basically, you can't fight. You can't do anything. You just basically run and you hide, and that's the whole objective of the game. And uh, so you run to another piece of the wreckage. You find her, and she's there. Uh, And then you slip down a pass and you knock yourself out and you wake up and she's gone. 
And uh, you see that there's a little village up ahead. So you're running down this pass and you get there and it's like pretty much like an abandoned and it's pitch black out, like pitch black. So you take out your camera, you got to turn on the night vision. And just out of sight of the night vision infrared of the camera, you see glowing eyes, like eight sets of them. And they're like, uh, and they're like, Kane's chosen one, Kane's chosen one. And they back into the darkness and they just disappear. It's like, what the fuck? I don't want to go in this village. I'm like, I'm not going in here. So then it's like, uh, okay, you can press square to open up windows to go in through houses to, and make less noise instead of opening up a door instead of whatever, right? So like they doubled down on the whole sensitivity of everything and it's so freaking stressful. Carly was watching me play it a little bit too and her hands just instantly started like sweating <laughs> like so bad. I'm like, okay, stop touching me. You're getting my, my shirt soaked. Like stop. I'm staining my shirt. And uh <laughs> You're standing my shirt. Go away. Stop. And she's just like, oh, I don't know why you play these games. So it's like, press square to open the window. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. So I go to open up the window and a freaking crow flies out the window right at your character. And well, I almost had a heart attack. Like I saw my soul leave my body. It was just like, <laughs> like, son of a bit. So I'm only like 10 minutes into the, into the game and I'm already, it's already scarier than the first one and alien isolation. And I don't know. So I, and then I came across like the sacrificial place. So I think what the, what the story is is that they're trying to, uh, basically birth the Antichrist is what they're doing. So they're doing all these rituals and all this weird shit, and it's a whole bunch of hillbillies, and they're trying to bring women into their thing to impregnate them with the chosen guy of like Cain, some kind of demon angel thing and uh the guy's like the living embodiment of the cult leader and he impregnates these women and then when the babies come out if they don't have the mark they're supposed to have uh on the eyeball some kind of upside down cross that's how you know it's the antichrist and if it doesn't they just get rid of the baby and you come across where they're discarding them and i was like i don't know if i can i can do this like and you're like walking around them in like this pit and i'm like holy fuck how did this game get greenlit man how did this even happen and how is it like even a mainstream ish kind of game so it's very, very sadistic. And they kidnap this uh, female reporter and you got to try and find her and rescue her. And Oh, oh my God. So it's like, not only is it terrifying, it's very, 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 very disturbing. So Lovely. That's the game. That's the game. <laughs> and me being the twisted weirdo that I am, I, I, I have to finish the game. I have to see what happens. Nope. <laughs> No, nope. <laughs> exactly. It is messed up, man. No, need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole time you're playing is like these guys need Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then there's like this freaking nine foot tall old witch lady that like stalks you at the beginning part. You gotta hide from her. Oh man, this game in the first ten minutes, it's just it's too much, man. Another nine too much. Lady, eh? I know that's a fall- trend nowadays. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Well, this this one wasn't quite as. Thick with two C's. Mm, <laughs> That's <it>. Lady Dimitri. <laughs> She's actually scary. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any other games you guys have been playing, or should we talk about movies and TV shows? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Anybody see any uh, any um films? Yeah. Okay. I went down some uh, memory lane with three of them. Uh, Carly had not seen Alien or Aliens, the originals. So we watched the first one, and uh, the effects is, well, Scott and I watched the, the Alien, the first two together, and the effects are a little dated, but it still yeah. has that 
it still holds up pretty good though considering good it's like too. a 19th yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know ridley scott just like yeah, nailed that one good characters good acting good effects for the time mm-hmm. but uh she really enjoyed them she's like i'm surprised well she's was never allowed to watch those kind of movies mm-hmm. when she was a kid so it's always been like disney movies and whatever else and uh so she watched the first one and she's like yeah that one was pretty good it was pretty scary there's the there was one jump scare that still got her pretty good i was like i was like anticipating i was waiting for it it's where uh the captain's in the vent and he's got the flame it's like it's right on and he's like i don't see it and he turns around and it's just like ah She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, and then the second one, she watched that one. She's like, I like this one way more. And I said, mm-hmm. she's like, I think I like the second one a lot because I watched the first one. If I would have watched this one without watching the first one, it wouldn't have been as nearly as good because it just, it carried off so perfectly and just expanded everything that she liked about the first one, mm-hmm. which is so true. That's why you can't really pick a favorite. I don't think with those movies. And then, yeah. um, but uh, well, I still like the second one. I think quite yeah, a bit more. Still, I, well, yeah, too, I like agree. very different movies. The first one's like mm, more of a horror movie, and then the second one's like yeah. an action movie kind of. Yeah, it is like with with some pretty scary elements yeah. too, though. Like like the face huggers, you know, when that stupid douchebag from the company yeah. dumps <laughs> those canisters with the freaking face huggers. That was that's still like it's just like was just like squirming, and she's like, oh my god, <laughs> and they're trying to kill it, and the little girl Newt and. I, we both agreed that this is one of the only movies that we watched where the little child actor isn't freaking annoying in the movie, like for like a horror action movie. And yeah. it was just like, she just added to the seriousness of the film. Right. So, she was but uh, good she, because she didn't say fuck all. She was quiet. <laughs> right. She was pretty quiet. Yep. Yeah. But she was still like cute enough in the little antics and stuff. And it was just, just, just the right amount of dose of little kid mm-hmm. in a shitty situation. But, uh, yeah, we watched that. And then, uh, we watched 28 Days Later, which she had not seen. She wasn't a big fan of it because it was just such shitty quality. Yeah. Like the camera that they used. Uh, I remember when I watched the making of it, Danny Boyle, one of his first uh, one of his first feature films, actually. Now he's like an Oscar-winning director after making this movie. He uh, had like a little 720p camcorder, but it has Cillian Murphy in it and everything. And it's still, there's still two parts that made her jump out of her seat. Like this is pretty, pretty scary. But it was, uh, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then uh, we also finally got around to watching Captain Fantastic, which is on Netflix. Definitely and I oh I, yeah, now I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. With Viggo Mortensen. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. it's oh, about yeah. a it's about a father uh, living out in the woods with his five children and trying to raise them, keep them away from society because society is just gone to shit and uh, they're not teaching kids the right stuff and. You know, and they're all reliant on big corporation foods and all this crap and GMOs, whatever else. So they're basically raising these kids out in the wilderness and something happens to the wife. She gets sick and then uh, there's a funeral. So her, the, the well, the wife's parents want to have like a Christian or a Catholic or whatever burial. And even though in her will, she wanted like a Buddhist kind of whatever, like mm. burned yeah. and celebrated, whatever. So there's like a huge clash. I'm not going to give any more away. What an incredible movie. It's not the kind of movie that I usually watch. I don't like those feel-good, feel-sad type, you know, <laughs> realistic dramas. I'm more, you know, rituals and dead babies. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I really highly recommend it. There's some, there's, it's surprisingly a lot of funny parts, but those just like amplify like how dramatic and how sad it is and just how, and Viggo Mortensen, I don't know how I didn't hear about this movie or why he didn't win an Oscar for this one. Like, that guy is just like a tour de force, man. Mm-hmm. That whole movie was, was excellent. It was an excellent movie. Mm. I highly recommend it. That's on Netflix, are, right? Yep, that's on Netflix. You betcha. It's cool. very good. 
Very, very good movie. Very nice. Very nice. Very good. Eric, you seen anything this uh, week at all? Uh, didn't see any new, new movies at all. Uh, I did sort of watch uh, the uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. Oh, uh, I, was a, yeah. I was a fan of the of the Clone Wars animated series, so I was kind of looking forward to this series. It looked entertaining for me. And I never finished season seven yet, which is where these characters get introduced into the show. And then it follows up with them after it's, uh, after uh, the events of episode three. It's kind of where this whole story of the series goes after. And yeah, no, it's all right so far. Um, uh, it's only two episodes in right now at the moment. Three, I think three is released tomorrow. And the other, it's kind of one of those episodical, think of them like a, a Star Wars version of the A-Team. You have your specific characters uh, and they kind okay. of are like wanted, but they can't really go back. So they're just kind of going from place to place doing whatever they can kind of thing. So yeah, it's okay. essentially it's the A-Team with Star Wars characters. Okay, right. so th- this is this takes place after Order 66. Right right, right after Episode 3. We're in, right, right after, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Emperor takes control and um, yeah, is able to uh, right where the Empire starts from but there these, on out. But so. these guys aren't Stormtroopers? They're not technically Stormtroopers, no. Okay. They're like a, a, spe- a spec ops groups of genetically altered uh clone troopers their okay. mutations okay. have made them like special in their own way like you have one who's the there'll be the one guy who's the muscle one guy who's the brains and they're all like different than your average clone so okay so their own yeah, like, special operatives group kind of thing so yeah but are they working cool. for palpatine or no uh no that's the thing why uh, because because okay. it's revealed too that uh, uh the empire doesn't want to have clones in their army anymore so they're kind of outmoding clones and they are a group that let some of the Jedi go after Order 66. So they mm. are kind of wanted for that. So that's kind of why they're against the Emperor for stuff like that. So Okay, because they didn't follow the orders. They were just like, because, we're not going to be part of this. So essentially, this show retconned the whole idea of Order 66, where it was just a command the Emperor, uh, the Emperor gave, and the troops followed it. Well, it turns out they all, all the clones had like a chip in their brain. So whenever the emperor gave that order, it, it, it set off that chip and made them under their control, right? So, but these okay. these troopers obviously enough don't have that chip properly functioning in their brains. So that's why they weren't affected by Order sixty six. They're able to see like, well, no, this is wrong. This is bad. We shouldn't be killing the Jedi and stuff like that, right? So because of that, they're wanted from the for the and the emperor, and they're on the run. And yeah, so it's. Mm. Stuff like that. So, so they're kind of like, are they like mercenaries? They pick up odd jobs here and there. That's kind of that's, that's what it's hinting at. It hasn't only one episode so far. Then going to other places, and kind of picking up odd jobs, helping where they can. But kind of okay. where it's going with this series, with that, it's kind of yeah, they're they're mercenaries, pretty much guns for hire. Probably joining the rebellion down the line here and do what they cool. can to help out. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's see how it goes. But yeah, hmm. although they didn't find, I found they uh, they didn't follow the same footsteps as. The original Clone Wars series because they have this little kid character named Omega, and they kind of mauled her exactly as uh, from uh, uh, the hell. What's that? What's the the, the Jedi now? Uh, Osaka Tano or oh, uh, Ahsoka or whatever. Ahsoka, yeah, she's incredibly annoying. She's this this Mary Sue oh. know it all. Like just <laughs> you hate watching her, but yet now she's this fan favorite, right? So maybe they're doing the same thing with this Omega character in the show, but. They throw in they throw in this kid character for some reason. It's like ah, oh, she's just annoying and doesn't need mm. to be there kind of thing. But yeah, it's playing a part somehow. Who knows? So that might have a bigger exactly. It's like one of, it's one of those like yeah, it's bigger things. Just kind of deal with it for now stuff. So yeah, but yeah, hmm. but no, I'm looking forward to it. And I I enjoy that show a lot. So the Clone Wars a lot. So see how this okay. one goes. Cool, cool, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, I, I just yeah, I just saw one thing here. This this 
past week and I watched the season two and season three of The Dragon Prince on Netflix. I watched season one when it first came out <laughs> years ago. Um, it's by the lead writer of Avatar, The Last Airbender, Aaron Ehaas. He, mm-hmm. he's, he's the one who makes, he's the showrunner on this guy. Um, and I remember liking the first season and then watching the second, third uh, season, it's like, hmm, it's definitely more aimed to kids than like Avatar. It's like everybody can have it watched that, but like watching this, it's like, this is definitely more of a kid's show. And then mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's, it's very like cool. Like a lot of like the character designs and that sort of thing. It's like. This is a kid's Dungeons and Dragons show, pretty much watching it, like, you have all these different elf races and dragons and all this other stuff, and it's, like, very high fantasy stuff, which is cool to me, and I like a lot of their designs and stuff, Um, but yeah, just some of the main characters are just very childish, and... Well, I mean, they're, they are children, so they should be, but <laughs> yeah. when you think of, like, it's the lead writer of Avatar, you know, you'd think it'd be a little bit better, but yeah. oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But one thing that did make, make me laugh was the main guy, his name is, I forget now, but his his voice actor is the guy who did Sokka's voice, and uh, at one point in season three, he's, like, looking at like looking at a boomerang <laughs> and then like this female elf character is like why are you staring at that he's like i don't know i have some sort of deep connection with this item or something like that i was like okay that's kind of a funny little joke but yeah that's cool that's cool yeah other than that nice. i mean like if you have kids you, you their kids will probably enjoy it but i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if it's worth <laughs> your guys' time I remember what seeing when it first came out. I wanted to watch it, maybe watch the first few episodes, but yeah, I don't know. It just didn't really grab me like Avatar did. But uh, I think it may be like the first season could be a little bit too slow at first. But yeah, another big problem know. is it does the the Netflix, the Netflix anime thing, which is uses three D models instead of hand drawn stuff. Yeah, and the problem is like watching the show. It just like they look like they should have done another like Passover with with some, like, actual hand-drawn on there, because mm-hmm. the way it looks, it just looks like a video game that's running at a, a low frame rate <laughs> a lot of yeah, the times, which is kind of janky. Yeah, a little at times, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, especially when, like, there's action-y stuff, it's like, eh. mm-hmm. It's kind of mm. crappy. I noticed that, too, as well, yeah. But anywho, mm-hmm. should we move on to the news? Sure. Cool, we're, uh... Cutting back on our stories again, <laughs> even though we're already at a half an hour. Just oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's all right. So we're going to be doing two stories each. That's all right. Uh, anybody want to go first? or? Uh... Sure. I can go yeah. first. Go for it. Uh, so something that I'm actually kind of, well, myself and Carly, because we watched um, the Harley Quinn animated series on Amazon. Uh, Margot Robbie is trying to persuade Warner Brothers to bring Poison Ivy to the DCEU, and it might be a possibility, which would be super cool. Uh, she's, it's been revealed that she's been pestering Warner Bros. to add Poison Ivy to the DCEU. Uh, Robbie, who portrayed Harley Quinn in 2016's Suicide Squad and 2020's Birds of Prey, said she had been actively pushing to get another iconic DC Comics character into the DCEU, and she admitted that she is an untiring advocate of Poison Ivy being given some screen time, in part because she would love to see the antics of the mischievous duo Trust me, I chew their ear off about it all the time, she said, when asked if there had been any discussion about bringing Poison Ivy to the DCEU. They must be sick of hearing it, but I'm like, Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy, come on, let's do it. (laughs) I'm very keen to see a Harley-Poison Ivy relationship on screen. It'd be so fun, so I'll keep pestering them. Don't worry. 
So uh, this isn't the first time it's been suggested that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy's relationship could be explored further. Uh, filmmaker Kathy Yan previously said she would be interested in directing a Birds of Prey sequel that could dig deeper into their connection, saying she would love to see Poison Ivy make her DCEU debut alongside Robbie's manical, maniacal villain. If given the green light, Yan certainly wouldn't be short of source material for the dynamic duo's first live-action adventure. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy have a long, complicated history in the DC universe, starting out with their team-up in Batman the Animated Series, uh, through which they quickly established themselves as Gotham City's very own version of Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, given their immense popularity, the DC power couple were in- integrated into a swath of other DC TV shows and comic book series, including a Harley Quinn solo series written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy... Palmiotti. It was across these pages that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy's romantic relationship became official canon after it being hinted at subtextually for years. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was was pretty funny. If you guys have seen the animated series, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, you guys gotta you gotta watch yeah. shot. Just give it a shot. It, it, it may it, not it, be yeah. anything like crazy, but like even like Batman has little parts in it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's good. I like Robin's it. like it's it's so funny and it's good. <laughs> There's some pretty serious parts in it too. And the Joker is just such a fucking scumbag <laughs> such a scumbag he's not like crazy and like over the top or anything but like he's just a oh, he's just awful. a douchebag yeah. yeah but uh yeah so I, I, that'd be really really exciting to see mm-hmm. it'd be better if james gunn helmed the movie that's but, what i'm uh, thinking like so. the only way it mm-hmm. probably happens is yep. if there's a suicide squad sequel for yeah but if I, she I don't survived. Even know if james gunn's allowed to do one now because he's back under the marvel thing Right, right. Maybe he has like, maybe he's freelance now. Maybe not tied to nobody. Who knows? Because he does a lot of his own writing and everything, right? So Mm -hmm. he's because like just looking up the Birds of Prey box office, it like just kind of made its budget back. So right, right. I think they're looking to do another movie movie of that probably. Yeah, I think which is kind of a bad name for a movie too. Birds of Prey, like. Yeah, the fantabulous whatever. Yeah, it's like call it just the Harley Quinn movie, you dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like honestly, Margot Robbie is perfect. There's a reason why. Like when they did the remake of Suicide Squad, they got her again because she's just fucking born for the role. She's so good. And I mm. honestly, I, I, I was kind of excited to hear about this. I really do hope it does come true because it seems that a lot of actors and will get like their fans to back mm. them up. And you know, it's like the Schneider cut. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right so I, I i do hope it does that could be a thing too just make something for hbo max if they go like the marvel route and make like a yeah Harley like Quinn just a, and poison ivy show little yeah like a spin-off series or even six, just a little eight, spin-off episode thing yeah yeah exactly exactly that doesn't have to be can it can just be its own little thing like i would totally be up for that that's the thing too it's like what is the dceu now like it's, it's so messy it's so messy like right I don't know. Plus, like, it's going to be the Flashpoint thing, which is going to reset it, but, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I... They should just stop it and then come back to this in 10 years. <laughs> like, yes, just leave it sit Yeah, and just wait Take for it to kind of go away. and then let people forget. <laughs> and try again yeah, later. Yeah. We'll get them in the next one, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, I because I know that Peacemaker is going to have his own show. After oh, really? this, after the Suicide Squad, apparently John Cena is going to be in it. I don't know. I read somewhere, which is what I should have actually found the article for, but apparently he's going to have his own show. So that'd be kind of cool if mm. if Harley mm. does survive the movie, which 
Um, and here, yeah. in, this, in this same article, Robbie's Harley Quinn was last featured Birds of Prey and will be making her third movie appearance in James Gunn's Suicide Squad this summer on August 6th. She's just one member of the movie's supervillain squad comprising of Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Captain Boomerang, Ratcatcher 2, Savant, King Shark, Blackguard, and Javelin, though it's unclear how many of these characters will survive. And apparently, according to James Gunn, a lot of them are going to die. Like, almost oh, all yeah. of them are going to die. So it's like, I hope Harley's not one of them. But obviously, Peacemaker's going to make it. Obviously, because he has his own spinoff show. Possible, or Well, I'm pretty positive that it is actually happening. I'd have to find the article, but yeah, maybe Harley will be in there. Who knows? What about Polka Dot Man? Yeah, they didn't even mention him in here. Yeah. Terrible article. He's the garbage. Cool, the coolest one. He'll survive. He'll survive. Polka Dot Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's that real depressed one, right? Yeah. 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 In the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you want to go or do you want me to go? No, no, I can go here. Mine's really short and sweet here. Uh, so, yeah, no. Uh, Researchers have found a way to make GTA 5. Uh, they made a mod to make it photorealistic by using AI. So it says here, researchers have found a way, found a, use a, developed a technique that adds uncanny valleys of photorealism to the game using machine learning. The method is not only adopts more natural colors, but improves reflections, tweaks road textures, smoothness, otherwise adds subtle, uh, subtly, oh my god, subtle changes to GTA 5's normal hyper-vivid look. And I sent the video in the chat. You guys should check it out. Essentially, what they did was they made uh, using AI and image enhancements in this and other work, buffers we are enhancing to overlay onto the game itself. It turns okay. the game into like look, looks almost like a dash cam version of downtown LA. Like oh, you man. guys should check out that video. It's it's crazy how realistic they made this game look. And that, when I saw that right away, I realized like this is like the stepping stones to the future of gaming because it looks like it's you you, you play like a real version of something, right? So it looks right. amazing. So. Right now, huh. it's still very, very early. Like right now, they have them running off of uh, uh, GTX RTX is 3090s right now. So, yes. like you need high end PCs to run it. But oh man, does it look good! Why would they like, upload the video in 720p? <laughs> I mean, it's, if you watch it though, it's very jittery because there's it so looks much better going... in 720. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> so much going on right now, so it's tough to kind of to render out. But like if yeah, with advancements on the line here, like, it could be like really top-notch stuff here so yeah to me this yeah. seemed really interesting and fascinating to see where the future of gaming can be going because yeah it looks looks great i think so yeah, oh, yeah. Great, great potential for sure like it reminds me of this corridor digital crew video that they did a while back where oh yeah had, the gta uh... <laughs> in real life <laughs> well not that but like just kind of showing off like ai like how it's going to be improving cgi in the future like they oh. Like, we're like, all right, let's have a race of who can key out a background and add an explosion mm -hmm. the fastest. And, like, Nico or whatever is like, all right, I did mine in 30 seconds because I just did, went to a website that has AI and it did it for me, like, in yeah. that fast. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, and then the other guys were using, like, actual, like, huge stuff, like, After Effects and that sort of thing. And it was like, took them longer. And it's like, huh. So eventually, those tools are going to be incorporated, I guess, into After Effects, and mm -hmm. just can we get that much better effects oh. later down the line? Yeah, really. Ooh, all it is that might be interesting to me. Yeah, <laughs> shortcuts, shortcuts with nice. uh, with with code. That's all it really is, right? So yeah, it's just give it give it the program, give it the AI, and you can just tweak it for you as much as you want, right? So, right. Yeah. Do all yeah. the rendering and blending mm -hmm. and all that crap. Ugh, yeah. the meticulous crap they just do it automatically man be a game changer mm -hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that because hopefully that'd be cool if they can keep modifying that and make it usable yeah yeah cool well uh you guys want to hear 
a stupid story. Which is sure. Yes, I love stupid stories. Uh, Walmart <laughs> and Target suspend sales of Pokemon cards for safety reasons. US, what? <laughs> U.S. retailers Walmart and Target have suspended in-store sales of Pokemon cards and other trading cards due to safety concerns caused by a huge upsurge in demand. As reported by Bleeding Cool, a sign spotted by a customer in New York notes that tar uh, Target will no longer sell MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards as of May 14th to ensure the safety of our guests and team members. It's clear that renewed interest in the scene is having a negative effect on in-store conduct amid an uptick in scalping. Um, that demand has led not just to bad behavior, but a real crime. <laughs> Vice reports that a fight related to trading cards in a Wisconsin Target parking lot recently led to a gun being drawn, but thankfully not used. Last month in Brunswick, Maine, News Center reports that $20,000 of sports trading cards were stolen. What the fuck is wrong with people? What is happening? It is, dude, it is nuts. If you go on, like, like, especially now, if you, like, go on, like, Facebook Market page and just type in Pokemon cards, there are so many people, like selling pokemon cards right now and like right now the mcdonald's uh, mcdonald's happy meals are giving away pokemon cards and so people are just like buying a shit ton of happy meals because everybody wants to get a full hollow set so they're like i got a hollow pikachu it's 80 dollars i'm selling it on facebook <laughs> it's so crazy right now and people are probably buying them oh yeah, yeah it's 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 uh it's all because like the YouTubers, man. Once they once they got into oh. Pokemon cards and opening them on streams and that sort of thing, it's I just, guess just exploded. Yeah. Holy man! Well, they didn't say Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh saves still. So we're good. Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> isn't cool anymore. Yeah, never was, but uh. unfortunately, <laughs> no. Watch <laughs> for me. I got no, two no, sets of the not. Egyptian god cards. I will prove you wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are nerds, man. Everyone <laughs> nerds, I know. Jesus. So yeah, there oh you go. God, people get stabbed over <laughs> Pokemon cards. I get a gun drawn on you over Pokemon cards. What the hell? Yeah. I was gonna yeah, get that back, that. and you pulled oh, a Charizard. I saw that back first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I feel a short film coming on. Right. Yep. <laughs> Just stab at each other. <laughs> Some cards. Might have to make a short film about that, I think. It is better than yours. Fuck you. You like a VMAX Pikachu? Fuck. Yeah. That's worth $360. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I have friends who shop for, like, the uh, the original, like, uh, vintage packs that open those up online mm -hmm. and everything else. Mm -hmm. But, like, well, even those uh, that's are a, stupid. Even those are stupid expensive. Now, I think one of my own friend Braden bought, like, a, 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 one pack of cards with a thousand bucks. Oh, yeah. It's like, why the fuck would you spend a thousand bucks for nine cards that maybe we just have shit in them? Like, that, that's, unreal. like, a, something that people are doing now is, like, they'll buy packs mm -hmm. and for each pack they open... They put one away just like in the storage just to keep the pack sealed until yep. maybe years down the line. Then they can bring it out and be like, I have unsealed pack that's now worth, you know, way more. And you don't know what's in it. Collectors, <laughs> you know. oh, man. They're nuts. Yep. Jeez. Crazy. <laughs> Tyler, what's your next story, man? Oh, it's a riveting. It's a riveting one. Uh, <laughs> Ebola Holmes 2. I mean, Enola Holmes 2. Um is greenlit and 
Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill returning for the sequel. Uh, for Legendary and Netflix, a sequel was Elementary. <laughs> Get it? The game is afoot again as Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill have reunited for a sequel to Enola Holmes, the female-centric Sherlock Holmes hit from Legendary Entertainment and Netflix. I haven't really seen the I haven't seen the first one yet, but I've heard that it's actually it's it's surprisingly pretty good. Henry Cavill obviously plays uh, Sherlock Holmes, and it's about uh, his little sister Enola. And uh, yeah, the companies have bought many of the creative, including writer Jack Thorne and director Harry. Brad Beer back for the sequel, which will continue the adventures of Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes, rebellious teen sister Enola, a gifted super sleuth in her own right who often outsmarts her famous siblings as she runs about early 20th century London. Uh, the films are based on Nancy Springer's Edgar Award nominated book series, The Enola Holmes Mysteries, which comprises six books. Uh, Netflix, using its two-minute eyeball metric, says an estimated 76 million households chose to watch the 2020 movie in the first 28 days of its September 23rd release, which is pretty crazy. Mm. Back as producers are Legendary's Mary Parent, Alex Garcia and Ali Mendez, as well as Millie Bobby Brown and Paige Brown, who produced through their PCMA Productions shingle. Legendary's Joshua Grode and Michael Dreyer, plus Brad Beer and Thorne, will executive produce. Uh, both Brown and Cavill have favored player status at Legendary and Netflix, obviously. Brown is coming off a turn in the monster hit Godzilla vs. Kong, made by Legendary, and also has season four of Netflix's Stranger Things waiting in the wings. Uh, Cavill is the star of Netflix's fantasy series The Witcher, whose second season is due to hit later this year. So, yeah, Netflix. I remember to see that, that movie, the first one. I heard it was really good, though. It looked, uh, I've, heard, I've heard it was really good. I might, I might have to check it out, honestly. The trailers and this, uh, the photos of it looked very like, much like a teen kind of mm. coming of age story, so I wasn't really interested in seeing it, but I heard it was yeah. really good. Though, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not like what the trailer portrays, I don't think. But no. uh, yeah, I might have to check that out. Mm-hmm. She seems to be doing quite well for herself. That's, that's good to see. Mm-hmm. I still have to see season three of oh, uh, Stranger Things. I still haven't. Yeah, I've heard. I know. I I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it either. I don't know. Feeling no? fatigue on. I binged the first, first. The first time I came out, I binged all, the whole season. Yeah, first season I watched. I'm like, man, this is really good. Second season, I'm like, yeah, that was really good. But I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Both excellent shows, but yeah. But yeah. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Eric, what's your what's your yeah, next? Another story? little quick one here. Uh, so Warzone may soon add Rambo and Die Hard's oh, John McClane. I saw this. The game. Yeah, so a few days a few days ago, the Call of Duty Twitter account asked if anybody knew this John Survivor John one zero zero nine two six two Warzone report uh, shows a screenshot of this kill report here. Uh, shows us John Survivor scorecard. He has five hundred fifty two kills. Seven hours, five wins, five games played, zero deaths, and an infinite KD ratio. <laughs> so uh, by doing a little bit of digging, you can see that uh, all five of Rambo's films combined is 7.8 hours, seven hours played. Uh, Rambo has not died yet, zero deaths. And according to the fandom.com, he has exactly 552 kills by all five movies. So oh my that's God. the hint with that. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's see. I can't get over that many kills in his movies, but I've never seen the fifth one yet, so... Not sure what the death ratio is. Oh, yeah, yeah, the last blood or whatever it's called. I haven't seen that one yet either. But I bet you he got about five hundred of them in the fourth one, the Rambo movie. (laughs) Rambo movie, yeah. Holy fuck, man! (laughs) This with that on the Michigan alone, like my god, that was. (laughs) And then the second one here, it's uh, uh, on Twitter. Call of Duty says air ducts are complicated networks of danger. 
If yours are in need of a repair, call uh, the call the best business at the Nakatomi Duck Cleaning. So of yeah. course, it's a reference Nakatomi to Die Hard, Nakatomi Plaza, mm-hmm. which you see the yeah. first ever movie with John McClane and uh, Bruce yeah. Willis. So yeah, they're hinting at these two new unlockable characters. So now Warzone is turning into Fortnite, where we can have custom Great. character skins. Great. And hell, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Mortal Kombat it. does the same thing too. I, love I love it. <laughs> Yeah, like why not add all the action heroes to that stuff? Like, I know, like they That's had true. the Saw guy, which was like so random that they put Saw in. But I mean, like mm-hmm. it was for Halloween, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, yeah, if you're gonna add like I don't know celebrity and characters skates. and those sort of things, like yeah, pick '80s action stars that fit. Darn right, yeah. Put freaking Maybe. now you need Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando in there, like yeah. for sure. Like come on, but oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. need likeness in that because you know in Terminator, I would say Terminator first before. uh uh, was commando like this? That yeah, definitely be war, he's a war dude in that commando. True, right. but yeah, yeah, commando would be probably pretty fitting because Terminator is already in Mortal Kombat, so yeah. or Predator, but yeah, or Predator, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Dutch. the nineties. Oh, that's eighties. That's eighties. Yeah, that's eighties for sure. Oh yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, so yeah, they did yeah, have yeah. Predator and Call of Duty Ghosts and one of the levels. They did, yeah. Oh, in, the, in the worst Call of Duty. <laughs> really, I, I didn't even know that. Ghosts is- no awful straight trash i know i i got halfway through i didn't even finish the game the story i'm just like this is just not interesting at all to me it's really not interesting yeah like the graphics and everything like were okay mm-hmm. i like the uh, survivor mode with the aliens like that was okay but that's i found i was playing that more and i'm just like ah, i just don't care i just stopped playing it i'm like <laughs> it's so boring <laughs> i just uh, looking at this poster here for the nakatomi duck cleaning it says the tagline say yippee ki to dust <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay to dust. So dumb. <laughs> That's awesome. And then the Nakatomi, then the end's a lighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good references in this photo. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how that goes. I want to get back into Warzone. It's one of the games where I've, I've missed out in a while here, and I, I do kind of miss it a bit there, so. I might have to do that, too. Yeah. I haven't played it on uh, PC yet. I've just played it on PlayStation. I think mm-hmm. I'd do a lot better on PC. Invest mm-hmm. in a new SSD for it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, you need yeah. like 300 gigs just to play it. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, another like 100 some if you have the full game like I have. So yeah, it's a fucking, yeah. yeah. It's nuts. A lot. Well, yeah. That's bonkers. <laughs> that's bonkers. That's bonkers. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's move on to my last story, I suppose. Uh, Dave Bautista wants Marvel to recast Drax. For future uh, for future solo movie, uh, Dave Bautista's time as Drax in the He's Guardians a- of the Galaxy movies seemingly coming to an end with the upcoming third film. The actor has some surprising suggestions for the character he helped introduce in the MCU. Cast a new actor for a Drax reboot. Uh, speaking with Slash Film, Bautista says he always wanted to explore the Destroyer side of Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy instead leaned into his more comedic nature. It's weird because sometimes you'll hear me say, I wish they dove into the Destroyer side, which originally I thought they were going to do in Guardians 2 because the Marvel Universe still hasn't seen Drax the Destroyer. Uh, Instead, Drax is a beloved character because his literal-mindedness is often sweet-natured and humorous, and Bautista says this likely won't change in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the honest answer is no, Bautista says, when he asked if the Destroyer will finally be seen in the third movie. I think people are in love with the characters the way they are, and I just want to conclude this journey. Um, Fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, then you just but, also added here, yeah. sorry. 
Uh, I really hope they that going forward they will reboot Drax, and I think Drax the Destroyer could be a standalone film. I think it could be something new and something different, says Bautista. I hope someday they just recast it and reboot just Drax the Destroyer and focus on that story because it's a great story. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Drax was never a standalone character. It was always to be part of the... All right. Can you pause it? Oh, it's happening. Oh, Tyler had to uh, go oh. upstairs for a second. Yeah. And we're back. All right. Uh, and... Yeah, I don't know. Drax was never one of those standalone. He was always part of the Guardians. I, was, I, I don't know. It was never one to really go off on his own. So I don't know about that one. I mean, they could possibly. I mean, like. They could, but I, I mean. How much interest is there in that, though? Yeah, the thing, too. Like, he's. I don't know. I don't know about that one. We already they they explained a little bit of who he was before and why he was so pissed off at yeah. the Kree. Like, really we we know that already. You would all see Drax the Destroyer, and I get what he's saying with that, but it's like, well, we—he's just a brute, really. That's how they kind of framed him as that. So, right. it'd be cool to see him as more as a more action-focused role, sure. But to have his standalone, really, story with that, like, you can't really do a hell of a lot. I mean, his whole motivation was Thanos killed his parents, and then that was it. Like, yeah. We'll kill yeah, his wife right, and yeah. kids, right? Is that what it was? Oh, sorry, wife yeah. and kids. Sorry, I'm thinking, yeah. Right, yeah, killed his yeah. family, yeah. Killed his family, and then that was it. But, like, okay, well, there's your reason, there's a motivation. Now let's just have this character be a character now, so we'll see how it goes. But I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there's enough there to really justify a full, full need for... Maybe like maybe that. a TV show, though, possibly. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah. Do that. yeah. Sure. If they're making an Iron Heart TV show, might you can make a Drax the Destroyer TV show. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, like I guess, like just about him being recast, it's it's easy to forget that <laughs> he's fifty two years old. He's the same age as yeah. Hugh Jackman. So like, like Oof. staying that fit for that long, well, like, he, takes it's harder and harder as you get older, yeah. right? So it's. For sure, I can. That's why I'm surprised they're uh, they're even like uh, John Cena's character in um, Suicide Squad. What's his name? Patriot? No, um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. He's 55, and he's still. Is he really? Well, he's yeah. He's 55. No, he's 44. 54. 55. Uh, 54. 44. Still. Oh, no, 44? is he? I'm looking on Google right now. 44. John Cena's oh only God. 44. Yes. I thought he was in his 50s. No. No, then I'm, I'm wrong. Sorry. The Rock is in his 50s. Or the that's Rock, the Rock is 49, actually. That's what we don't think. I thought he was 54. He was in his mid 50s. All right. Sorry. No, never mind. But yeah, no, I thought, uh, like, he's right, though. It does take a lot to, to maintain the, to be in shape and to to be a character like that for a long time at that age. Because, yeah. And does Hugh Jackman still plan to uh, be Wolverine, too, as well? Or no. I think no, that's, that's, that's done, still that's done, right? Yeah. That's so, done, I think. Yeah. Logan that was, was, that was the thing, kind of the main point of him being done with Logan, too, was mm-hmm. yeah. keeping up with the workouts and. Staying shredded was one of the big parts of him quitting. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. And I'm guessing yeah. that's also for like Chris Evans and them as they're getting older. It's like, yeah. The Marvel superhero body <laughs> is hard to maintain, even with all the steroids sure. that mm-hmm. they're taking. Right. Jeez. But uh, there you go. Any uh, Any final thoughts before we sign this baby off? Yeah, well, they need to stop being little wusses because Sylvester Stallone is still keeping shredded. And he's like <laughs> almost 80. I'm exaggerating big time, but 
Come on. He's, yeah, and Arnold. He's Lots of roids there, though. Yeah. <laughs> Roid addiction. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but he's not even going to be Rocky. And he Rocky doesn't even do anything anymore. He just stands there in a coat. Right. And he's still jacked. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hand. <laughs> no, he's... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're done. Making fun of poor Sly. He's awesome. I love Sly. Cool. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's the the weekly wrap up. We still managed to go for a whole hour. Um, <laughs> oh God. We're gonna just have to like cut the news and like do it a Saturday or something. Like I don't know. I don't right? know if you guys like the longer podcast. If 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 uh, if you guys like it, let us know because we've always tried to keep these around half an hour, except for Fridays always seem to <laughs> get away from us. Um, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, if you like the like the podcast, of course, and you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. It really help us out. Uh, and why not share it with a friend? Like, put it on your Facebook and share it. What are you afraid people will judge you or something? Come on now. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) and if you're listening on a podcast service give us a thumbs up five stars subscribe and uh, head over to our facebook page give us a like and ask us a question or ask us anything monday which will be coming to you of course after the weekend have a great weekend we'll be back here monday we'll talk to you later see you guys see ya